anyone here even real? Am I the only real person on Earth? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. And welcome to Briefly, brought to you by Toucan Advertising. Uh, this is the show where we talk shop and strategy with marketers, leaders, and creatives about their marketing philosophies, stories, and challenges. Uh, my guest today is Kelsey Scram. Um, she is the uh, marketing director for JETCO, that is the Jefferson Parish Economic Development Commission. Um, and she has a lot of experience uh, in broadcast, mix of broadcast and marketing. Um, she's been with JETCO for the past six years. She oversees uh, a lot of what they do in their marketing approach in terms of um, media outreach, advertising campaigns, uh, social media content, um, even event planning, and especially your your baby, the, uh, the Jetco Challenge. Um, but uh, before we get into the questions, I'd like you to just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little about your, your background and your story. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, so I... I I come from a broadcast background. I went to Syracuse University to study broadcast journalism, um, graduated in 2009, ended up down here in Baton Rouge, and I was a TV reporter for NBC 33 and Fox 44 for about three years, and that was really great, um, but I kind of decided after a few years of that that I wanted to try something a little bit different, something that allowed me to til- still tell stories without necessarily having to tell like the sad stories. <laughs> um, so I, I switched over into marketing and public relations. And really, Jedco has been my first marketing job. I've just been here forever because I love it. Yeah, it's a great organization. Yeah, it's a good You guys place. do a lot of great stuff. And one of the things that I want to talk about at some point during these questions is the Jedco Challenge. Um, and I think that's, you started that, right? That was your baby. Yeah, yeah. I launched the Jedco Challenge in 2013. Literally knew nothing about launching a pitch competition. That's a startup pitch competition, like Shark Tank meets American Idol. And I <laughs> knew nothing. And I was sort of tasked with, you know, figuring out how to make this work. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been very successful. So yeah. <laughs> I lucked out. <laughs> I went to the one, we were a sponsor like this year. And I thought it was, I was really impressed with the way it was put together. And the actual pitches themselves it was a really good event. So Thank you. Fantastic job there. Um, so I'm going to jump into the questions. Yeah. Uh, so the first question I want to jump into is, how do you approach your goal setting um, with your organization? I know since you know you're the marketing arm of Jetco, there's a lot of moving parts. I'm sure. Um, so if you could just walk us through how you guys maybe set your annual goals or what you do to start that off every year. Yeah. So just a little bit about Jedco too. We're the the Economic Development Commission for Jefferson Parish, as you mentioned, but we do a lot of different things. So we have an attraction arm where we're actually going out and trying to bring new business into the community. But we're also um, working with our existing businesses to make sure that they're growing and expanding, that they stay here, that they have all the tools they need to thrive in Jefferson Parish, um, create job opportunities and and basically, you know, enhancing the economy through all these different initiatives that we have. So we offer site selection, tax incentive support, um, small business financing, demographic reports, and we have a very small team doing a lot of these different things. So um, 
every year we all get together in a room, all of the managers, all of the directors, and we sit down and we start thinking about what are the important goals for, you know, this year was 2018. So um, it's our strategic operating plan. We all get together and we come up with this very comprehensive approach to, you know, what are the big goals and how are we going to achieve them? And then the marketing strategy falls kind of underneath that. So there's a whole section that's all about marketing. And it's, you know, I'm working with all of these different departments, financing, economic development. And so I have to sort of meet with all of these different teams individually to understand their goals and then figure out the best strategy for how to achieve those goals. So how do you, so you mentioned all the different departments. Um, how do you get buy-in from all these different, does, does each department kind of send up their recommendations for how, what goals they want to achieve in their department? Or is it kind of you starting that, are you the catalyst for these goal setting for a different part? It's both. So like, for example, this year, one of um, my coworkers, Kate Moriano, who is the economic development manager, she and I had been tossing around this idea of um, branding the business retention and expansion program. And so this was kind of the year I, I approached her and we had a conversation and she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we added it as one of our goals. And then we basically had to come up with a way to, to make that happen. And we basically put together timelines and you're talking about what our implementation is going to be and, um, you know, what kind of collateral we're going to have surrounding that, what it's going to look like on the website. So, you know, but then other times someone will come to me and say, for example, um, our finance team, we really want to promote the the SBA 504 loan program, um, which really helps small businesses. And um, Jennifer, our finance manager, came to me and said, I want to do this. How can we do this? And so we actually have put together a strategic digital and radio ad campaign that has been that's going on now and will continue into December. And so that was her idea. But we worked together to, you know, figure out how we're going to make it happen. So, Very cool. yeah. So as you go into the year, once you have your plan set and everything, making those tactics come to life um, is a lot of work. And um have you found any that have been more successful than others? I mean, so we talk to a lot of different businesses and the plan with this podcast is to ask um, a variety of different industries what works for them. Um, so as an economic development kind of engine, have you found that certain tactics work better than others, you know, as far as like certain type of advertising or platforms or messages? Sure. Um you know, what's really funny is I had not in the six years that I've been here done any radio advertising um, and radio has been really successful for us just as we're launching this SBA 504 campaign. We've had lots of people call our website. Traffic is up. Nice. Um, and so that's been really exciting because I going into it didn't really have a lot of knowledge of, you know, how this was going to work yeah. and if it would be successful. And you hear things like, well, do people even listen to the radio anymore? And yeah. so it's like, Yes, our target audience does, and we're really seeing some great, great results from that. And, you know, that's that's really exciting. Um, one of the things that I was able to bring to Jedco that, you know, we, we had something in place, but it was a little bit different. Um, I, I do all of our videos and all of our, you know, our storytelling in-house. So that broadcast background has really helped me to, to bring that story to life. So we go out and we interview different business owners. We find that testimonials work really well for us because we're not selling a product. We're selling a service and we're not making money off the service. We're a government agency. So, I mean, that's always a challenge to be able to measure what's really successful when really all you're doing is raising awareness about the services that are out there. So the video works really well. Social media is a great way for people to engage with us. Um, and then our events. I mean, we've 
the JEDCO Challenge, like you men- mentioned earlier, is is one way that we really engage with entrepreneurs. Um, we have a seminar series called Prosper Jefferson, which um, is kind of like offers, you know, small business owners opportunities to learn about different projects and programs and um, things that they can do to build their business better. Um, we do that and that and in those seminars, we're able to say, we're JEDCO. This is what we do to help. And so we're raising awareness about our services that way too. Yeah. Well, as you talk about your target audience, um, you mentioned that there's, you know, you're selling a, you're selling a service, right? You're selling the, a, a way to help people get into and grow their businesses here. Um, how do you start targeting that audience? And how do you start reaching those people? Like, how who are these people? How do you get to them? Yeah, we have several different audiences that we're trying to reach. So first, we have the the audience that's maybe out of state. Um, these are the companies that we want to bring to Jefferson Parish. And so we rely pretty heavily on Greater New Orleans, Inc., which is the regional economic development organization, and Louisiana Economic Development, which is the state EDO, um, to, to sort of funnel some of those potential businesses into the community. And then once they're once they're looking at Jefferson Parish, we kind of jump in and say, oh, hey, um, here are all of the great things that we that we do. But we also have on our website, you know, opportunities to, to show like why Jefferson Parish, this is why you should be here. So, you know, we have some uh, advertisements in like uh, different uh national publications. Um, and then our website, we use that pretty heavily, the digital advertising. But then we also have, um, you know, we're targeting our local audience. So we're in Biz New Orleans and New Orleans City Business, both of the business publications in the area. Um, again, social media is huge, the events. And then for entrepreneurs too. I mean, so we have these basically like these three different groups. Um, and entrepreneurs, I think we're targeting them mostly through our events and um, social media outreach. Right. Um, so this is another question that kind of made me think of this. How do you guys, what's your relationship to the, to Orleans Parish? What, or I guess to New Orleans in general versus Jefferson is there any, I think you've mentioned before in previous conversations in passing, just how it's a lot of overlap. Um, you aren't necessarily, maybe, maybe you're frenemies, you know, you're not necessarily competing, <laughs> yeah. but you're also... You have to collaborate in some sense, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, so our counterpart in New Orleans is New Orleans Business Alliance. It will be a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, they they do really great work as well. And, you know, in St. Tammany Parish, there's a there's an economic development organization there too. Um, we, we work really closely with all of the EDOs in the region because a win for St. Tammany or the city of New Orleans is essentially a win for Jefferson Parish because when you're creating jobs, maybe those people work in Orleans, but they are going to live in Jefferson Parish or vice versa. So um, we really think more regionally than, you know, just parish focus. Of course, I do like to say that Jefferson Parish is the economic engine of the region because we have the largest population in the region and um, some really great companies here too. So, Yeah. Um, okay. So in terms of, you know, this format of this is slightly mirroring a creative brief. So we try to narrow it down, start with goals, talk about tactics, talk about target audience. Next, I want to talk about your messaging. So if you could distill your brand pitch for Jefferson uh, into 10 words or less, what would you, how would you do it? Gosh, um, I think I would say, think of us as an extension of your team. 
Okay. Boom. I don't know where that is, but I trust that it's under 10. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, so what if I'm a potential business owner, what does that mean for me? And, and how do you guys typically indulge that, that conversation? Sure. Um, so I am very fortunate to work for one of probably the best economic development organizations in the country. Um, we are we really, really are so focused on the the customer relationship and the customer support. So when we and we're with a, a business basically from the minute they come into the community until they leave. So we we're here to attract, you know, we're attracting them into the community and we're saying, here are all the things that we can do to help you. We've got tax incentive programs and we can find you the right site. Um, but then maybe three years down the road, they say, I need help with, um, you know, there's a pothole outside of my building and I, you know, no one is coming to fix it. And then we can do parish interface and get the, get the right department on the phone to say, can you, can you, yeah, (laughs) kind of hurry this up. And, you know, we're just, anytime a business needs anything, I, I always say this, um, if we can't do it, we can connect you to somebody who can. So we get lots of calls for, you know, different questions that we might not be able to necessarily answer, but we have a whole team of business resources out there in the community that, that can. So, yeah, I mean, we really, we really are a, a company's partner in progress. I like that, like that phrasing. So I think that that's really important um, for a lot of our listeners and a lot of the, the brands even locally can can benefit from is the idea that a customer relationship doesn't have to necessarily mean mass marketing, uh, or I guess it doesn't even come from mass marketing. Um, y'all, it seems like your approach is very much, although you're just raising awareness, your approach is to build relationships, to cultivate them, to be a person-to-person um, network and have that exchange. Um, and I think a lot of brands get caught up in the idea that they have to appeal to everyone and have to want to raise awareness, but they kind of have a stiff arm approach to people and they don't necessarily create and engage with people on a really direct level. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, it's, it's so important to everybody on our team that we are just out there in the community engaging. And really, I think that's one of, one of the best things for our marketing and you know, I'm very, I'm so lucky because the team that I work with is just so forward facing already that, you know, they're doing a lot of the marketing just by being out there and meeting with businesses. And yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, I, I, I get to tell the story, but they're the ones who are really developing the message. So. Uh, So at the end of the day, whenever you've had a lot, all your different tactics that you're doing, all the different relationships you're building, um, what's your gauge for success? How do you know when you've done your job well? Um, that's a good question. I, we are, again, I keep saying that we're so fortunate, but I really do think Jefferson Parish is just like this really unique community in that our business owners and our business community is so engaged. And so they'll tell us, like, I'll hear if I'm doing something well right. or if I'm doing something not so well. That's where that constant um, communication Yeah, comes yeah. So, I mean, we really get a lot of buy-in from our business owners. And, you know, we're constantly, when we have events, we're surveying people to see what they like, what they don't like. Um, I mean, there are certain measurements for, you know, success, the, the traffic to our website, you know, engagement on social media. But really, um, 
hearing from our board of commissioners, we have 21 commissioners who will kind of weigh in on things and, and they'll tell me, you know, we really like this and we're so excited about this or eh, maybe try something different. So I, I'm constantly hearing from the community about what works and what doesn't. Great. Yeah. That feedback. Because a lot of places, like you said, you're fortunate in the fact that you do have a very vocal and straight up group of people yes. who are yeah. willing to tell you what's working and what's not. Um, I guess for a lot of other brands too, I know I'm comparing it to other brands, but I'm just what this show is all about, trying to figure out you know, what's working and what isn't for certain people and just sharing that information. Um, I do think that a lot of brands suffer from not necessarily knowing what's working and what's not mm-hmm. because they focus a lot on those vanity metrics like mm-hmm. on Facebook and, and website traffic is probably a better indicator than Facebook likes sure, sure. engagement. Um, but that's something that even, you know, we talk to our clients a lot about is it takes, it's, it's on the customer to tell you what's working a lot of times, unless you have access to every single facet of their business and you can tell you, you know, I, I know what you're spending and I know what you're getting. Um, so that communication it goes back to that, having that relationship, they can tell you what's working. Whereas a lot of other brands have to try a lot harder to pull that information out of the business itself. Yeah. I'm actually incredibly spoiled. <laughs> it's, you know, starting in marketing, coming from journalism and not really having, you know, I mean, I, I, I had an understanding of marketing, but I've just been so fortunate in having like a lot of mentors and people who can come in and kind of give me feedback and guidance. And that's just, that's very lucky for someone who didn't have schooling in marketing and advertising or in public relations. So yeah, feel good about that. That's great. No, yeah. And I, I tell a lot of people uh, that I've also been fortunate to have been uh, have gone through so many internships and mm-hmm. can overemphasize the importance of hands on experience, whether in college or right after, because um, it's not like a lot of other professions where you graduate and you have a job waiting for you and you have all the training you'll ever need. Um, this is a constantly growing and evolving field and it's a challenge for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay, so my next question, uh, kind of getting to more general marketing um, philosophy, and we can be a you know a brainstorm even. But what are your thoughts on the future of marketing? Where do you see things heading based on what? Um, I think, I think we're going to see, or what I hope that we're going to see is just a more authentic version of you know storytelling and kind of brands getting back to their roots and focusing on their customers and finding their customers to help tell their story um that's one way i think we'll we'll see some and i you know this is just my opinion so there i'm sure lots of people will have different ideas about what they you know what the future of marketing entails but um certainly that authenticity i think and i hope is going to be very important in the future um also, using the data that's out there to really optimize and target your audience. And, you know, we're trying to figure that out right now. It's it's sort of new to me. I know it's been out there forever, but it's something that we're, you know, constantly trying to grow and educate ourselves on. So um, I think that's, yeah, the big data. <laughs> the that's a, big all data. The, like the, the key the key buzzwords, yeah, oh yeah. right? <laughs> so I know it's, it's definitely over jargon, but I think you're right in terms yeah. of using that um I think we're going to learn a lot more how to use, like the common man, the common marketer will learn a lot more uh, ways to use that data um, and be able to actually practically apply it. Because right now we can look at the data uh, for certain things, but I think that especially in the field of like programmatic buying and stuff like digital automated 
advertising buying um, is kind of mis- misunderstood mm-hmm. by the, the common marketer. Um, but I think uh, going back to what you are saying about authenticity, it's huge. I think that's a, a major shift that's going to happen as we kind of have gone up and down this slope of being enthralled with the latest online tactics. Um, that there's a lot of potential in those tactics, yeah. but I think you're right in the fact that it's going to come back to genuine person-to-person connection and things are going to get a lot more localized and focused and, um, and narrowed down. Um, you know, if you want more customers, you shouldn't talk to everyone like the old days or even, even right now a lot of people do that. So I think you're right in terms of narrowing it down and being more uh, authentic with your engagement. I'm also... I'm, I'm so fascinated by the influencer marketing that's out there. Oh, yeah. I just think it's like, it's, it's, it just fascinates me. I, I think seeing people using those brands and then being able to, you know, they're just, they're getting all these people following them on social media it's and then career. they're telling these stories. It's crazy. People have so. style of career. Have you seen the AI influencers? No. These are computer generated images. Like they aren't real people, but brands are paying for these like, designed people to wear their products like luxury brands like i forget their name one's like michaela or something i'll have to show you after this but yes, please. It's essentially like there's two major accounts and they're both girls like youngish girls who are like stylish and they are like globe trotters and they're really popular and people comment and like care about these people and they wear brands and whoever makes this fake influencer gets paid by those brands yeah Technology. It's not even real people. <laughs> that's crazy. Influencers are barely around and their jobs are already getting taken yeah, by a computer. Yeah, that's really uh, Yeah, I think it's more of an experiment than anything. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a, a new model of doing things, but it's definitely interesting to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. Um, so next question I want to ask is, speaking of the future of marketing and where it's heading, uh, what's a trend that you're seeing in this industry, in economic development, um, that you think will affect how you communicate with your audience? I mean, right now... You have certain ways that you do that. Um, do you foresee anything, you know, helping that or hurting that in the future? Sure. Um, I, I think that economic development is, you know, how do I want to say this? It's more competitive than ever in terms of, you know, we're competing with other states to bring business into our community. Everybody, you know, a lot of states have tax incentive programs and sort of tax cuts and and incentives that to bring, you know, new business into their community. And so we have to find new ways to differentiate ourselves. I mean, we're very fortunate because we're um, accredited through the International Economic Development Council, which kind of sets us apart already. There are only 60 of these um, AEDOs in North America. So, you know, that's a, that's a great way that we can say we're, we're different from everybody else. What does that mean? What does the accreditation mean? So it's a, it's a pretty stringent process to go through. And basically you have certified economic developers review every part of your organization and say, you know, this is, this is the top of the top. This is, these are the thought leaders. These are the people who are, um, doing the best practices, you know, and we've been we've been certified since 2008. I think we were one of the first uh, organizations in the state to be accredited through IEDC. So that that's a really great thing for us to be able to say, um, 
we're accredited and, and that sort of sets us apart. But we're constantly seeking other ways to differentiate ourselves. We I was just talking about that um the BRE program, the business retention and expansion program. We've had an award-winning program in place for 30 years, but now we're branding it so that it's more accessible to the average person. So we're calling it the Partner in Progress program and it's good the PIP. The PIP program. So we're really excited about that too. But yeah, just constantly seeking new ways to set ourselves apart from from the competition, I yeah. guess you could say. It can be brutal. Yeah. Um, so my next question is, um, out of all the things that you've tried, you know, over the past six years, I think you said, um, what have you seen that's worked as has been successful and what are some challenges uh, that you faced? Um, I'll start with challenges. I, I think trying to figure out how to how to promote Jedco, which is a lot of different service. It's not a product. Mm-hmm. So trying to figure out how to measure our return on investment and how to, you know, really get a good sense of what's working and what's not. We did a lot of print advertising and we still do, but in the last couple of years we've really shifted from print to you know, we're doing digital, we're doing radio, we have an ad in the airport, we're, you know, we're looking at different ways of doing things, we're doing more online. Yeah. So I mean, I think, you know, I I feel like I'm, there are constant challenges that you're just trying to overcome. But I think we've been very successful in kind of getting past that. I mean, the other thing for me, and I would say this is a challenge and a success, but, um, you know, the the Jedco challenge, the, the pitch competition, um, that was something that I didn't, like I said, have any experience in. And so just trying to understand how things like that are supposed to work and, you know, how how people plan these big events and how they execute them. I mean, that was certainly a challenge for me, but it has paid off. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, In terms of successes, I'm really proud of a couple of things. Um, I got to oversee the rebrand for Jedco. So it's always exciting. Yeah. It was like so cool to be a part of this process. Um, when I started, I just and what I love so much about Jedco is when I started, they already had, you know, we're already well known in the community. People already know the great things that we're doing. So it was just taking that brand awareness and sort of putting an image to it. I mean, we already have that like customer service feel and you know but we we wanted to set ourselves up as seeming innovative and you know bold and focused on the future and the logo that we had in place at the time when I started was just the word Jedco in like times new Roman yeah yeah so elegant (laughs) Um, but when you put it up against all of the other EDO economic development organization logos you couldn't really, I mean, it didn't stand out. And so we want to stand out. We want to be different. And so um, we worked with a local advertising agency um, to to develop a new logo with an icon. It's very eye-catching. We got tons of positive feedback on it. Um, but just being able to sort of oversee that and go through that process and find something that's a little bit bigger and bolder and really focused on the 21st century and the future was so exciting. Yeah. Um, you j- can always look back on and have that as your, on all your belts too is the fact that we branded a or whole organization 
Yeah. And then you don't think about the fact that when you rebrand, there's so much more than just creating the logo. It's like every, all of the colors, all of the collateral, everything has to change. So that was a a rollout process that um, was really helpful for me. So (laughs) I I learned a lot for sure. Um, uh, The the Jedco Challenge was great. And this SBA campaign that we're we're doing right now, the digital and radio ad, um, I've just been so thrilled by the traffic to our site and we updated the way that our you know success stories on our site and i mean i think the last time i checked it was like a thousand percent increase traffic to our website just the sba page and i just i mean that's that's a huge success story so i'm very proud of that as well well um last question i like to ask is what advice would you give to the next batch of up-and-coming um marketers or even just people um, entering the, the marketing field, uh, it can be students or someone just getting into marketing. What would you say to them What's, after learning what you have? Uh, this is going back to that authenticity, but just be authentic and find the most authentic, transparent ways to tell your story. Um, that is that is the direction that I think we're moving in. And I think that's, that's what people who are your, hopefully your target audience want to see. They want to see what that brand is at its core, what you are at your core. Um, And then I would just also say you're never too old to learn more. This industry is constantly changing. I mean, you like blink and there's a new technology out there. It's like new apps. It's a full-time job just keeping up. Yes, right. So just never close yourself off to to learning and educating yourself to to new things. I would take that advice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, that is actually it. Unless uh, there's anything else we want to talk about, but no, this is this has been fantastic. Well, thank, thank you thank so you much. So, no, thank you for coming. I really appreciate you being a guest on briefly. Um, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have any you know questions or want to give some feedback on the podcast, um, we'll have we'll link Jetco in the description and everything, and uh, we'll just be on our website. Um, you can always tweet at us at Two Can Ads. Uh, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>